This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Look back for Arfield, what a bully! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end! Burnley win the next ball, it's Rory now. On the outside, he's on Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. Hello everybody, welcome to Turfcast Podcast uh, with the hostile takeover of me, Neil Airfield and uh, Sam from Clarets Roundup. Joe's not available today so we've stepped in like heroes to make sure that you still get your podcast. How are we doing Sam, you alright mate? I'm not bad, mate. I'm not bad. We're we're taking over. This is a feeler oh. to see whether or not you like it or like it with Joe at all. Because if you don't, we'll just take over. It's fine. Don't worry. Yeah, we've got we've got access to everything. I know how to run it. So <laughs> really, if you want him gone, just let us know and we'll get rid of him. Um, <laughs> so before we get started, uh, we've got a few bits of admin to do. We'll just, uh, as everybody, I'm sure you know already. Let us announce that Turfcast full-time show is sponsored by Wave Car Finance. Uh, Wave Car Finance, a local car finance company. Specialising in getting you your car, uh, your dream car through their fantastic one-to-one personalised service. The finance-first approach ensures that you can secure the very best finance in a deal tailored to suit you. 
and they can even sell any existing finance agreement and swap your current car into a new one. And to celebrate this partnership, as I'm sure you're all aware, uh, Wave Car Finance, uh, between Wave Car Finance and Turfcast, if you mention Turfcast podcast to them, they'll give you a voucher worth up to £200 to spend at the Burnley FC club shop on completion of your finance deal. So why not pop down to the showroom in Wally or give them a call or even just send an email or message on the socials to start your new car adventure today. And if you mention, don't forget to mention Turfcast, you get 200 quid's worth of Burnley FC merchandise, which at the minute, because they've got the sale on, you could clean the shop out, to be fair. Um, mm-hmm. And what better time to do it? So, admin's out of the way. Burnley, nil, Spurs, one. What did you think of the game, mate? Uh, it was it was good. We were okay. Um, but I do think it just shows a little bit of that cutting edge isn't there. I know it was a different kind of team but we had chances but those chances weren't we didn't even have there weren't shots on target so it didn't feel like there were big chances there were huge chances in the grand scheme of the game but because we didn't actually test the goalkeeper it almost feels like we get we kind of went there without any teeth we just kind of we just kind of didn't really offer a lot so i think we played better it was nice to be compact and stay in the game for longer but I just wish like I'm doing, he would have taken that chance with the inside of his foot. I wish, you know, the one where he got it in the centre of the box, he'd have just had a little bit of nouns rather than just oofing it over at bar. But I can't really, really have that many gripes with the performance overall. I thought it was pretty decent, to be fair. Yeah, I'm the same, really. I think I've, I think we all sort of went into it fearing the worst. Um, I think anyone who watched the social, this Turfcast social we did on Thursday, Friday, I can't remember what day it was, uh, when we were on about this. Um, I love the FA Cup, so I was hoping that we'd put a good run together. Um, mm. I even got to see the trophy at the weekend, which was mint. Um, mm. But um, so, but I think we were all expecting that we'd, we'd go out, but I thought we would go out with a whimper. Uh, we actually played a lot mm. better than I thought we were going to play. Um, mm. I know it wasn't Spurs' full-strength team, but it wasn't far off it. Um, no. I know that we definitely didn't have our first uh, full-strength team. Um, but yeah, I thought we did all right. I thought we created chances. Um, obviously, we had Murich yeah. back, which we'll get on to. Um, but yeah, like you say, it was more Andini's um, finishing, really, because we could have mm-hmm. nicked it, especially near the end, which was a surprise. And for me, what what I was pleasantly surprised by was that it took a worldie to beat us, because um, mm-hmm. that strike was was meant. It wasn't like a, an easy goal. Um, no that we had to do. Um, and as Harry says there, uh, performance was good. Shane Foster had to go off our time. Well, we'll get into mm-hmm. the injuries because I know it's cost us a couple of players um, and it did kill most of our attacking threat. Um, but yeah, I was delighted with the performance. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's some positives to take from it, I feel. What, do you think there's any positives there or is it just another in a long list of things that we know are wrong and we can't fix yet? Or what do you think? I think, I think the main positives that we can take from it Sorry, I've had something in my eye for like the last five minutes. Um, I think the main... Emotional, Joe's not here. I know, I'm, I am quite sad. All these free Joe's, yeah. like, we also want him back as well. Um, yeah. No, I think the biggest thing was being able to stay in the game against a top team. That was one of the biggest things. Like, I didn't want to go to Spurs and just get absolutely turned over. Like, I just wanted to... I just wanted to go into the game and think... Burnley are in it for a for a fair chunk of the game, and we were. And like you say, it was a worldy goal because it was a good goal. People it saying was, yeah. that Murich didn't even dive for it. Like, yeah, fair enough, it came from a straight pass, but no, there's not many goalkeepers that are going to save that. So 
It's no. one of those games you kind of turn around and say, fair enough, it wasn't the greatest of draws based on where we were in the table, where they are in the table. But at the end of the day, we've put on a we've put in a good performance and off the back of some other relatively decent performances in the league, hopefully we can kick on now and really have a go at trying to keep us in this division. Yeah, I think that's something that we can definitely use to build on. Um I think a few people are expecting us to go and sort of get tonked a little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that? Do you think that we'll call it a marginal improvement? Do you think it was because there was literally no pressure on the players, so they weren't playing to fight for points? It was just a sort of the cup game. We're not expected to win the tournament, so the pressure's off a little bit, and it just sort of helped them play that little bit better. Do you think, or is it just it, spurs, it off could have been. spurs off there? Or? I always like to think that professional footballers try to go out and win every single game, like and wouldn't have that mentality but the psychology of it the probably is part of it in there you know it's a it's a different yeah. team you know different players players that haven't played Zeruri for example like he came into the game he created the chance for Amdouni and it's kind of like well he, we knew he had that creativity in you know beforehand anyway and then all of a sudden you know comes into the comes into the game uh, comes in finally 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 finds his way into the team and it seems like he played really, really well. And and the, that yeah. ball into the box showed his creativity. And I just think we're in a position now where there's t- there's too m- there's too many players that could play in different positions. So the argument of who's going to go where and who's that like we've we've gone over that in circles over and over and over again. Like we we even don't know how we can fit half of these players into the team. But no. one thing's for sure. I don't want Zaruri to go on loan to anybody. I don't want us to sell him and I don't want Benson to go anywhere. Like I know you guys will talk about it on the last pod that I wasn't on. They, they are some of the strangest transfer links I've seen ever as a Burnley fan ever in my life. Even worse than when we sold Andre Gray out of the blue to Watford. Like it just yeah. so weird. I think Zeruri playing speaks volumes to me that there's probably a chance he's staying. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, and I think Joel tweeted it out as Turfcast. I think that. Um, Benson, who is supposedly fit and ready, not being anywhere near the squad, that's pretty much a sign that I think he's probably gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Zuri playing for me suggests there's a chance he might stay. There's a couple of um, comments coming in. Keep your comments coming in. If you've got any comments you want to add or questions, or if you want to um, put a vote in for me and Sam to take over, stick it in the comments. Um, Harry says, Can we talk about Murich? Yeah, we'll talk about Murich, the return of Murich. Um, obviously, I'm president of the Munich fan club and, and I'm always going to stick up for him but um, I thought he slotted in well like Harry says there he thought mm-hmm. he played played great no football for months and looked his usual confident self um, he did there was a couple of moments where I think he would have give people heart attacks again um, a couple of quick turns and stuff like that it's like he never been, but if he, he slotted straight back in it's like he never been mm-hmm. away from me what do you yeah. think of the return of AM the thing is right I he is such a good goalkeeper and I thought it was brilliant last year. And we've, like I say, we've talked about it that, that many times. Like it feels weird to go back over it, but he genuinely, like the impacts that he can have in the team and the way that he played in that game is exactly how he would have played all season. It's not, it's not different. He just slots in because he's played in a Vincent company system. He knows yep. what he needs to do to be in a Vincent company system. The ball's out wide to the full-backs are fantastic. The ball's out wide to the wingers are brilliant. His ability to come out and meet the ball near the halfway line keeps the team high up. 
it's not a case of I like him a million times more than Trafford because Trafford's been good for us recently. He's been one of our best players over the last couple of weeks in the Premier League. But yeah. the issue that we, the issue that I've always had is the distribution. James Trafford doesn't give you that, and that's not an, that's not a slight on him. He will be a fantastic goalkeeper, and I'm hoping that he's a fantastic goalkeeper for us in years to come. But yeah. The Murich debate, and it's not a case, and, and again, it's not a case of I'm sat here saying he needs to be in the team because he changes everything. He doesn't, but it's just a, it's a factor that we are quite poor at playing out from the back. So what's the best thing to do? Put Murich in, who plays well from out, out the back. Like, I, I just think yeah. it's a logical process to to put in, but obviously companies so hell bent on sticking with Trafford, and fair enough, Trafford is playing better and, and and showing why he should be the number one at the moment. But surely that performance puts him back in the conversation, surely. You'd think so, wouldn't you? I think what I got from it was just how composed and assured he, it all seemed yeah. at the back. Everybody did. So whether whether it was just the defender stepped up, we'll get on to our share because I, uh, I think he had quite a good game. But um, mm. it just looked like Muric coming out and collecting the ball and he's not afraid of just barging attackers off him. Mm. Um Whereas Trafford still looks a little bit reluctant to do that, um, mm-hmm. and that's like, that's the thing. I know that it seems like we've we've dug out Trafford on like a few years have dug out Trafford. We've never said that his his ability is not there. It's always just been yeah. a case of that is he ready at this level yet? And he's grown into it over the last few weeks. But for me, Muric just looked like we probably should have played him. Um, do you know one of the biggest things? Sorry to interrupt, but do you know one of the biggest things? I I, I said it last season as well when we did podcast before. The biggest thing that I said with Murich is, like, go back to Murich when he played for Forest. Go back to him when he was a nineteen-year-old kid. It was it was mm-hmm. awful. He was it was mm-hmm. losing, dropping the ball from crosses. He couldn't save anything. His passing was awful. He couldn't get down to a ball. Murich looks like a man. He looks like a man in goal yeah. who's played it and can and can play there. What we're seeing yeah. with Trafford now, with, with while Trafford is in my opinion, going to have a better career than Murich. And James Trafford is also a better shot stopper right now at 19 than Murich was then. At the same time, Murich had to go through those bad spells to become the goalkeeper that he is now. Goalkeepers can play till the 40 because it's a different type of game. So Murich is in a place where he's had the four or five, six years of playing out on loan and going to the Netherlands and playing for Forest in the Championship. And he's had that time to develop, whereas Trafford's just been thrown in at the deep end. And what we're seeing is exactly the same things that happened with Murich in a a lower situation in the biggest league in the world where everything's heightened. And obviously, from our yeah. perspective, we're fans of our club, so we're going to sit there and say, I don't think it's the right decision. In my opinion, Murich is, like, like I say, he's had six seasons of being out on loan. He's played in the Championship last season as our number one. He didn't do anything to get dropped. Now's the time, I think, where you start to have a genuine conversation, not shove him back in the team, get him in now, but you start to have a conversation about, is Murich better overall for the team? Yeah, there's a few. Um, I can't disagree with anything there. I think that's right. And... It's always been the case that the traffic, as I say, Trafford's ability has never been doubted. It's just it's readiness for it. And in the Premier League, it's a 38 game season. Games come thick and fast, and every week yeah. you're playing world class players. So it is a tough league to learn in. Mm-hmm. But having said that, he has looked good over the last few weeks. But now that we've seen what Murich can do, I know it wasn't a Premier League, but it was against the Premier League team. Now we've seen what he can do and what he and how it impacted the team. Maybe it is time for that discussion. There's a few comments mm-hmm. about 
uh, are all coming on. The thing with Trafford is short stopping his class, but distribution isn't good enough. This is from Matthew Corbett, all right, mate. Um, and he can can't demand the box much as all three. That's exactly what the, the discussion has been this season is that Murich is ready made and there. And for me, it should have been Murich doing that whilst Trafford learns his trade and then comes in and does that. Um Burnley to lad die, fair play uh, to Trafford. He's looked good last few weeks, but first game VC out of Nick Murich. Yeah. I mean we've we've gone over this a million times, but um but yeah, the um uh, Harry there with the easier run we've got coming up. I'm not sure there's such a thing as easier, mate, with uh, the season we've had, but yeah, I know what you mean. His his disruption. Do you mean disruption or distribution? Could be massive. Yeah, I agree with that. Um so maybe it's given the company something to think about, but let's be honest, mm-hmm. we're gonna see James Trafford in goal next week, aren't we? Which mm-hmm. um I'm not so bothered about now because I think he has grown into it, but I do think Murich was probably worth a recall. Um, I have written some notes down, everyone. I am I am quite prepared for this. So what was next on my list? The cup runs over. That's it. We're out of both cups. Are you bothered? Because for years, we never really had a cup run under Dice. We sort mm. of thought it might change a little bit on the company and pace and the new direction. As it happens, we're out of both cups. Are you bothered? Would you rather we just focused on the league or are you got that we're sort of not in amongst it anymore when it comes to Cup weekend? I think, <clears throat> I'd honestly, genuinely, I'd, I'd rather do anything else. I'd, the Cup weekend is boring. Like, I, I, without, without, I know you've said about the FA Cup, I do like the FA Cup, but yeah, it's so, it, it, it doesn't matter who it is, the big six are going to win it every single year. You're always going to have a semi-final of the top four teams every single season. You all, you always get the odd couple of teams that get through, but they they happen so rarely that it, it is what it is. Like, um, But then I, I really do think we need to be concentrating on the league, but like I say, the, the league is such a tall order. And I know people are going to sit there and say, like, all oh, the points are, you know, it's we're not that far away. But in order to get, like, two wins and then keep going, and because if we get two wins and four, let's say, hypothetically, we win two games, Forest lose two games. I, I, in fact, I don't even think that puts us level on points with it, does it? Because they're on 20, uh, nine points. Have a look. Yeah, let's quickly get the league table because I can't remember. Um, Which is a bit mad, really, isn't it? Like, oh yeah. So we're on eleven. They've got a game in hand on us. So we're on eleven. They've got fifteen. Um, yeah. So yeah, it is a bit mad. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm good. I love the FA Cup. I still do because when you're growing up, um, it's the cup. It, cup final day was always massive when I was growing up. It's sort of been watered down a little bit because obviously the. I don't even think it's the last game of the season. I think league games go on around it, don't they? Um, yeah. But given the season and the way the season's panned out, if if we were sort of comfortably in mid-table, as I I look stupid for saying it now, but as I predicted at the start of the season, we might be. Well, I said mm. might. I, I said we would be. Um, then maybe a couple of them would be nice. But the mm. fact that we are in the situation we're in, perhaps it's a blessing that we are out, especially given and we'll... Um, Brings us nicely onto my plans. This is slick. I knew this would be slick. I love it. A um, couple of injuries. We've got a couple of injuries yes, uh, on mm-hmm. Friday. Massive with Foster going off. Um, mm-hmm. Did Taylor get a knock as well? Did someone else get a yeah. knock? I can't remember. It was his shoulder. Taylor, Taylor, yeah, he came off, didn't he? Yeah. Um, anybody else get injured? Or was it just those two? I think those, those two were the main ones, weren't they? Oh, yeah, like, so obviously there. Yeah, I think it were them two. Yeah, so obviously... We've lost Taylor, hopefully. We haven't, I haven't heard anything. I don't know if anyone else has heard anything about Taylor, but um, no. Foster going off, 
Yeah, that's that's got in. That is got in. Um, and hopefully, yeah, I mean, he's not too it bad. It kind of brings you on nicely to the January transfer window, doesn't it? Like, it does. It does. We found out that we're linked with so many different positions. We want a right back, left back, centre back, centre mid, striker. Like, yeah, these things surely just push. Like, just push it now, don't you? Like, you've got injuries. Yeah. Push it. You need. We need yeah. players now. Clearly, like. We can't go into the second half of the season with the mindset of we're going to try and get out of this situation that we're in with the squad that we already have because that squad for the first 18 games proved it's not good enough to be in the league. So we need reinforcements yeah. anyway without the injuries. Exactly. Well, breaking news today, and there's a few comments already coming in, is obviously Matthew Corbett again, get Ings. We've been linked with Danny Ings, haven't we? What's your thoughts on that? I mean... But for nostalgia purposes, yeah, get him in. Yeah. But I mean, he's not the Southampton Danny Ings anymore, is he? Like, no, he's not. And no, he's think... he's not the guy to bring us out of this situation. I mean, he might he might pop up with four or five goals, but is he the is he is he the Don that we really need to have up front, or do we? Because this is this is my argument now. Do we genuinely need to? look to buying players ready for the championship. Like, for example, right, and I know this sounds really stupid, but Sunderland are about to go buy Kiefer Moore. Could you imagine Kiefer Moore, like, up front for mm -hmm. Burnley, like, in the championship? Yeah. He'd be absolutely unbelievable. But, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I feel like we should be looking at... We should be looking to try and stay in the league, but we also need to be bringing in players that would stay with us, not have a Vegor situation where we bring somebody in and then they're not going to be there. Yeah, my thing with Ings is that he's he looks like he's a little bit similar to J-Rod in that he's just, mm -hmm. his legs have just gone now. Um, yeah. and I, I just worry that if we bring him in, we've just got another J-Rod. We've got mm -hmm. two two players who aren't really up to it, can't manage 90 minutes, can't manage um, a couple of games a week, um, given Foster's situation, which we'll not get into, but you know he mm -hmm. could go off, um, be unavailable. He's obviously picked an injury up. So we need someone to come in because Obafemi, we don't know where he is. Um He's, he's just like a missing man, isn't he, at the minute? But we need someone who can come in and do it. And I just feel with Danny Ings, yes, for nostalgia purposes, it'll be great. But he has struggled at Villa, he's struggled at West Ham. I'm not, personally, I'm not sure it's the right um, the right shout. A um, couple of comments about that, Ings. Uh, Ginger Ali Ings is a spent force, which, yeah, I sort of agree a little bit. Mm. Jamie Brown, Ings is past it being terrible at Villa and West Ham. Um Burnley till I die, how many wingers we buy in this window? I said it before, if the first signing we get is another winger, then they'll be, I'll, they'll be right. Honestly, really well. We've got other situations that are massively, massively more um, priority for me. Mm -hmm. Matthew Corbett, love to have Cornier back. That'd be great, wouldn't it? But, um, Regardless yeah. of whether we need another winger or not, I'd just love him to be back. Like, he's just yeah, he he such an happy bloke. I'd honestly love it, but... Yeah, well, he can play left back as well, can't he? So well, he could, but I have a feeling yeah. that he'd come back and he'd be like, "Nah, I'm main man again. I'm the main yeah, man yeah. again." But yeah, no, I just think I think we the the main thing for me. I think we need we need a striker because, like like I said before, like it, it's difficult to with the Foster situation because. Obviously, now he's injured, but he had such an extended time out when we needed a striker and we were forced to play Rodriguez. If we don't have a good quality backup, we're in a position where you just 
where do you go from there? Like, you can't just shove Rodriguez in just because Foster's injured. You need a backup. I would have thought yeah. Oberfeld would have been nearer the squad. I don't know why he's not. Yeah. I think it's a really strange situation. He's nowhere near. Yeah, there's a few comments about that. Jamie Brown saying, where is he? Is he even playing in the reserves? He just doesn't get mentioned, does he? He just doesn't. He's not even. He's not in any of the training videos. He just doesn't even. It's right. like he's just gone. Literally, I've said it since, since day dot, and I never, ever get bored of saying it, but we literally, we're going to sign him in the summer transfer window in the championship as our main striker target. We bid £10 million for him. It got rejected. We weren't willing to spend any more. We managed to get him for 3.5 or whatever it was. And he just never, ever touched a pitch. I can't understand yeah. how somebody went from being a main striker target in the summer to six months later getting signed in January and not playing to then six months later when you're really, really, really in dire need of a striker because you've got injuries, you still go back to your 33-year-old striker. I just, yeah. I, I cannot wrap my head around it at all. No, it's baffling. It's one of those Benson situations for me. I know that they're like, um, Obafemi got injured as well, but they're both fit now and yet both are nowhere near the squad and it's just, yeah, it's baffling. I don't really know what's going on with Obafemi. Like, the difference with Benson is like, and the worry inside of Benson's situation, and it's probably just the way I've perceived it a little bit as well. But to me, it looks like when, uh can't remember the journal that came out. Was it Andy Journal who came out and said it? Um, about the situation. Yeah, it probably would have yeah. been, yeah. It, he, they came out apologies said, if it's like, not Andy. Yeah, yeah, apologies. But like, it literally says... On whatever it was where I read it, it was like he's been fit for a month and he's not playing. So in his head, he's clearly thinking, if I was linked with AC Milan and teams like that from a good season in the championship, why would I then go into this poor version of Burnley's team to ruin my stock and stop me getting a move like that in the summer? That's my yeah. thought process now is he's not thinking about Burnley He's thinking, if I can get out on loan to have a similar season in the Championship to what I did, because there's no reason Benson should not be near that team for the last month. We've had games no. where Benson would have affected the game. So, yeah. for me, it's not. I, I can see it partially being a club perspective as well, because obviously they'll want him to do well so that they can make money on it. But I also feel like there is a, ever so slight part of me that thinks Benson's looking at it from a selfish, not a selfish perspective, but his own perspective of like... Yeah. If I can go down to the Championship and have anywhere near the impact that I had last season, I can still get linked with these teams and get a move in the summer when Burnley go down. Or if Burnley yeah. go down. That, I, that's my yeah. only thought process. And, and to me, that's slightly worrying because you wouldn't have expected that from a big player who you thought was going to play a huge part. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense, doesn't it? I think um, I think you're right because obviously his stock's falling as um, as he's not playing, and mm-hmm. it's sort of like people are. I think forget about him is not the right word, but obviously he's out of sight, out of mind a little bit for football managers who are thinking, oh, I need someone on my wing, mm-hmm. and he just won't, they just won't be thinking of him because he's not, he's never mentioned. Um, yeah. But there's a couple, of, but yeah, I mean, obviously you weren't on when we did the um, the social last week. What what's your overall feeling about the fact that Benson and Zaruri um, have been touted out to go out on loan ahead of other players. Are you gutted? Are you baffled by it? Mate, absolutely devastated. Devastated. It's not the way that I I have ever wanted a Burnley football club to be run. Ever. Yeah. Key players, genuinely key players, regardless of what anybody says about like Trezor coming in and the emergence of Coley Oshaw and the emergence of Odebear, Six months ago, you had no idea who those two kids were. and We knew exactly who Anas Sereri was. We knew exactly who Manuel Benson was. So it's not, of course, then since then, they've played and Coleo shows a big part of it. And Odebear has been absolutely amazing since he's come in. But you can't sit yeah. and forget what Sereri brought to the team last season and what Benson brought to the team last season. So for me, they were, like like we've said numerous times in the past, they, they were two names that you would have said came into the Premier League with us and just went from strength to strength because they were given the time. My biggest my biggest fear in this situation is that we, we start to look a, and you start to look a little bit into the the um the documentary where we've seen company and pace talk about the new business model and the new bring players in for low prices, sell them on for profit. That's what we want to try and do. That is not the way that, and I understand how football clubs are run. I understand that you have to sometimes sell your best players. In that situation, we're not selling them for twenty-five million pound. We're loaning them to Hull City in the Championship when they could affect yeah. our team right now. That's my issue. Yeah. That that's yeah. the issue that I have. They can be in a Burnley shirt and in a Burnley squad right now, and they're about to drop down a tier to play in a league that they absolutely walked last season for no other reason other than the club's trying to up the stock so that they can sell them or they've asked to do it because they know that their stock's going to plummet if they carry on and yeah. jump into this current Burnley squad in the way that it's playing yeah. now. That's my only yeah. issue. That was the same sort of general vibe the other day. Was I mean, I was I originally, I thought, I get it from a business point of view in that we, we already know that that's how they're going to operate. We're going to sell mm. two or three players a year, but I was shocked that it was those two. I think yeah. there's players who could have gone far ahead of them. Obafemi for one, if he's got no intention of playing him, yeah, exactly. Ahead of players who, who like you say, mm. could come in. Um, Sue's in the chat there saying the same thing as what you just said there. If if they saw that as the stock is going down, the less you, the less they play. So yeah, I get it. Um, but as I said, there's the baffling thing for me is that there's not been tried. Zaruri, I know Zaruri got a game and got sent off against City, which I think is probably it's probably it set him up made, for a fall at the start of the yeah. season. But Benson's not been tried. And for me, no. the thing that I can't work it out, and it's not a dig at any of these players, but Vin, the company's stuck with Trafford and he's stuck mm-hmm. with O'Shea and he's given them the time to develop and, and learn, whereas he's just written them off as mm-hmm. if, no, nah, they're not good enough. And I know that we don't see what goes on on the training pitch and stuff, but training is nowhere near the same as playing an actual match. Surely, no. for getting us there in the first place, Benson and Zerubia, surely they're all a chance in this league. They've earned it, haven't they? I, th- I think that's... 
that's my biggest issue with it though, because like I like and like I say, I I I appreciate the comment as well about about if they're not playing, then the stock's going down, and that doesn't do well for either of us because less teams want them, so those players won't get a move that they want, and we also won't make the money back on these players. But at the same time, I don't want to become a selling club of your best players. There's so yeah. many clubs out there that do that, so many, and we weren't in a position to do that. We just signed them to big contracts because at the time they were going to feature in the Premier League. And then it's like, we've gone and spent this 110 million pound. We've got so many players in their positions that we physically don't know where to play them. And in my opinion, you've got Nathan Redmond, who in the nicest possible way, hasn't done a thing for us. Brun Larson has been good for us. He's not done what Zaruri and Benson have done. So why would why would you not cut his loan short and get him in the team? Why would you not then look at Cherlinov, who's not featured at all, and send him away to Schalke like he's been linked with? Why would you then yeah. look at the time we had Odebear for £13 million sat on the bench? Aaron Ramsey played a cup game the other day for the first time in like what the first game he started since the Man United game. Like, yeah. My my thing is all of these things come together into some into a really baffling understanding of of, of of what's gone on. Like we've had a right winger who won us the league at Ewood Park, who scored the same goal week in, week out, scoring a worldie week in, week out, and everyone said, How can you not stop it? It's because he was that good. Zerur yeah. scored so many good goals for us and had so many good situations, and he got us into so many fantastic, fantastic positions. And it's like we've just turned around to them two and been like, nah, you two are the first to leave. We'll stick with these new lads that haven't cut it for us so far. Like, Odebert's yeah, exactly. been good. Show's been good. But Trezor, he's been okay, but he hasn't been brilliant. Brun Larson's again, he's been okay, but hasn't been brilliant. Like, And we're sticking with these players, but we're getting rid of two of our most influential last season. I, I just yeah, think it's, I, it, it's just weird. I just think it is a bit weird. Yeah, I mean, I said on, I said the other day about Benson's that, that some of those that shot he's got where he cuts in and, and curls it. It doesn't matter what level, what league that's in. In the Premier League, there's still no keeper serving them, and he might have no, got exactly. us three, four goals in some games where we needed it. A um, couple of comments there come in. This this came up the other day as well, but I'd have preferred Townsend to Redmond. Um, don't know what your thoughts on that, but like Redmond's doing all right at Luton. Uh, sorry, Redmond. Townsend's doing all right at Luton. Should we have maybe signed him? Um, the thing is, right. Townsend would be in the same situation with us anyway. He wouldn't get yeah. into the team because he's the old, experienced player. Whereas the reason why he plays for Luton is because there's no one better in front of him. Like that's yeah. the issue. Like so, the, if he signed for us, he'd be in the same position now. He'd just be on the bench every week, getting five, six, seven minutes at the end of a game. The issue that we've had is we've signed so many young players and so many, so many unproven players in this league and signed what feels like projects and haven't brought in any actual Premier League quality. And then we've gone into this, like, like we've gone into this Spurs game this weekend and we've played players like Zeruri and things like that. And you kind of, like, people saying, like, uh, I saw a comment earlier saying Zeruri was miles off it. He hasn't played a game for months. He hasn't played yeah. any minutes at all. So... Even to and even that one moment of flicking the ball over the top for Amdouni, like it just shows the quality that these kid that this kid has, and we've seen what he brings to a Burnley team in a Burnley system. Like 
I just think yeah, we, I mean, we've had a lot of situations this season where we've gone from last year where everything felt so perfect. Like the club was just on such an upward trajectory. And now it almost feels like everything is just kind of falling apart around, not falling apart, but like every little thing, there's always a negative connotation to what something that we do. And I don't quite understand where we are as a club at the yeah. moment. It feels like for me, it's like it's almost like we've reset. So like last year we did what we did, and then we've come to Premier League and reset and started that process mm. all over again. And then yeah. at the end of this year we'll have a squad who's maybe Premier League ready, but it's probably left it too mm. late, so we're going down anyway. And then next year we'll bin them off and we'll just go again with the rebound. Yeah, but it feels like Whereas, that reset was relevant the season we went down because we needed so many players, and then from there we literally needed to just build on what we had and I feel like yeah. what we've done then is we've rebuilt what didn't need rebuilding and now we're in a position where we don't we've got half a squad from the championship which are getting sent out on loan which is a team that got 103 points and was so close to breaking the points record and won the league in yeah. almost record time or in record time as one promoted of the earliest to be promoted ever wasn't it yeah, exactly. Dominant championship teams of all time, yeah. and then brought all of them into the into the Premier League and played a quarter of them, and yeah. and that for me is the part that I find weird because then you turn around and saying, "Oh, Zerri and Benson are the first ones to go on loan." Why? Why? Yeah, uh, that's yeah. I, I'd love to know why. There must, I mean, a few people have said it. I've seen on socials and stuff, but there must be something gone on. Whether a company mm. and Benson have had a, a, a fallout or whatever, I don't know. Um, maybe we'll never know. Um, a couple yeah. of shouts there for, you know, should company be addressing it in the presses? Probably not, because I don't... I think press conferences are just a bit of a pain in the arse to, to manage. I think they just want them out of the way. So he doesn't always anything in the presses. But it no. would be nice if, if when they do go, there's some sort of reason as to why, they, why they've decided to let them go. Um, yeah. rather than just confirm that they've gone on loan for the season with some well why you know is it because I'd rather, I'd rather know because if you turn yeah. around and you or, or like for example if you know that Benson's 100% going to go in the summer because he's already said that he wants to go as soon as he's not in that Burnley shirt why do we not just say it like when when Vout went yeah. on um, went to went to Bajiktas they did a video yeah. of him explaining why he'd done it and all this type of stuff, and everyone gives him stick for for um, for even doing that video. But yet these yeah. two are going to leave, and we're going to know no reason why. Nothing. We're saying yeah. this as well. It could be them. They could have kicked off that Colioso and Odebear ahead of them while they're playing. You know, pretty pretty. You know, while they're playing pretty well. But the the thing that I have is like we've lost a, a, a lot of games this season in the league. Fair enough. We've had a lot of changes to the squad. If I was Benson and Zaruri, in fairness, and I was two key players from your season where you got 103 points and won the league and won the league at Ewood Park and I won that and I scored that goal for you to do it, I'd be a bit annoyed that you've bought under yeah. £10 million of a players and not put me in team. I'd be yeah, pretty annoyed exactly. with that. So, you know. Yeah, I get it from that. Yeah, we don't know, do we? But hopefully we will find out and it won't just be a case of we'll just sweep it under the carpet that they've left and mm. move on with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Always a claret. Uh, good to see you on, mate. What are your thoughts on Mellon being recalled to be sent back out? Do we think it's worth giving him a go? Um, I think it's proactive of the club, which I quite mm -hmm. like, in that he wasn't getting the game time that they wanted to, so they brought him back to get that game time. 
whether he should be given a go or no. Um, I think if company had any intention of doing that, they wouldn't be. He probably wouldn't be going back out again. What's your thoughts on that? He's had a belting season, and if I mark him, he's got 15 goals or something in all competitions. He's been yeah. really, really good. I think what the do, what I think what they're doing is they're trying to test him further to see what his development is like because they've sent him on loan for the first six months and it's worked. So why not send him either to the Scottish League and see how he does there, or send him uh, send him to another team in League One? Maybe there'll be a team near the top end of the table that'll take him. And, and you can really see what he's made of so that if we do go into the championship and we do and he does do well in his second half of the season, then you kind of can turn around and say, like like we did with Costello at the start of the season, have we got an academy player who can feature? He's been a player that's been on people's people's mouths since we've since we signed him as a youngster, as he's come through all of the different age groups. People have always talked about him. Now he's got 15 goals in a certain amount of games. I think the club has been proactive in that sense and it is really yeah. positive to see. I think it's really good. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, just to wrap up on the transfers, uh, Sue's in the chat. Surprised we're not linked with anyone heavily yet, even for a long other than obviously Ings, which came out today. In the summer, almost every day, a reliable journal was on about a different player. Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought we'd have some lined up. But I think, as I said the other day, that... Um, AFCON and Asia Cup is probably holding things back a little bit because teams mm. are losing players. Um, and once they depart, because I think some of them are leaving this weekend and some next weekend, we might mm. see transfer action go once everyone knows who's gone, uh, how long they're going to go for and stuff like that. There's some clubs who are massively impacted. I think, is it Brentford who've got like five, six players going? Yeah. Um, yeah, so they might next week have a deluge of transfers, which might start that snowball of everybody else then mm. start signing players because there's some movement there. It usually takes one signing in a transfer window to kickstart everything else, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Jamie Brown, thoughts on recalling Twine? Yeah, we've got Twine, haven't we? But I'm not I sure wouldn't. what we're missing. I wouldn't. Um, I'd, I'd look at these players in the championship. If we drop into the championship, like I, I had this conversation the other day. Um, we've got McNally, who is on loan at Stoke. We've got Twine. We'll, We'll have Benson and Zaruri potentially who have gone out on loan. So when we do come back, we might sell Trezor. Probably will. We'll sell Trezor. We'll probably sell Amdouni. Foster might get looked at. So you might have Oberfemi as a striker next season. You might have Benson and Zaruri. Whether they like it or not, they may come back from loan. And that's the situation that we're looking into with them. Um and then, like I say, you've got McNally. The lone players that we've got can play a feature in a championship team. It's, and I think it's clever from the club to have sent somebody like Twine out because he needed it and somebody like McNally out. And it's positive for us because we're in no position to sell. We don't have to. If we drop into the championship, we'll be an instant title favourite yeah. or promotion favourite. So adding those two good players, three, four good players, if they do go out on loan back into the team, he's only going to be seen as a positive. It all just depends on whether or not like the Benson's or situation they are wanting to yeah. stay. Yeah, I think Twan needed a, a season in the Championship because he was unlucky yeah. with injuries when he joined and he just looked mm -hmm. like he just was that little bit short of fitness and sort of, 
his way of fitting the system. So I think mm-hmm. the season the championship, we should just leave him and let him let him develop away from the club, I think. Yeah. Um you mentioned his name there. I'm I'm Dini. I want to talk about Andini's performance on Friday. Um good I I was his movement was good, I thought. Um but his finishing was shocking. Um and we could have won it had he been a little bit more composed. Uh, especially near the end for that show. What did you think about how Amdini, Amdini did on Friday? I think, right, the, th- the thing that I have with Amdini, right, is he is so technically good. Like, he's so brilliant. His feet are class. He can create space for himself. He's so good from outside the box with his shooting. But when he's in the box, he's so inconsistent. We've had chances yeah. like the Man United game where he should have scored. He's had two chances in the game against Tottenham where he should have scored. He has chances in games and doesn't always take them. However, I still think he's one of our better players. I think he's really creative. I think his ability on the ball is fantastic. His feet are ridiculous. But like I say, I, I think he I think he's one of the players that if we do go down, we'd lose because yeah. somebody will take a punt on him for £10, £15 million. Pound. He's so... But he, and the thing is, as well, like that says, he's still young. Like people forget, he's not a ready-made talent. He's also still young. We just spent eighteen million pounds on him as well. Like we don't. Yeah. He's still a kid, and you have to take these things into into consideration with him, especially. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think what well, for me, I think it was just maybe he was surprised by the chances because you mm-hmm. wouldn't have expected him to get them against someone like Spurs. Um, uh, comment there always declare on another day he scores at least one of those chances just think he had his ass gets and yeah it's I think it's just one of those that it was he maybe didn't have time to, to think about what he was doing or maybe he overthought mm. it and just snatched it and it was just one of those things maybe with experience he would have been a bit more composed in that situation but yeah he got his positioning was good it was just the finishing was was uh was really was really bad for me so um the cup's done we're out of that next game is the Big one, the must win. Um, it's just been moved to Friday, which is weird. Um, at really short notice. Um, Premier League, again, just proving why it has no integrity for any of the fans that have lives yeah. and have planned to get down no. and all that type of stuff. If you've planned to yeah. go and watch a game and they change the date so soon, it's yeah. just it's just baffling, honestly. I, I, well, I, this is why... Really um, this is why... Um, because people might not know, but obviously I don't live in Burnley anymore. I live in the North East. This is why I've not, when all the tickets went on sale at the start, I didn't buy any for, for like later on no, in the season. I, I, I just thought, well, they might get moved. Mm-hmm. And that's proved to be the case. And and I know it's because Luton are in a cup replay, but why would they schedule it for, if there's already a game on, find a gap later on? I know it's probably, yeah. th- there'll be loads of ramifications because is it Morecambe they're playing? I can't remember who they're playing. I can't remember who the replay's against, but, no, I, need to I know that they'd have to. I know they'd have to fit around them, but also Luton's schedule. But this game's already been moved, hasn't it? Um, and it's been moved again. Just it's, it's, it's the notice period. I've, it's honestly, the notice period. It's I think. Like, but but it's like it's like with the like being able to watch football in this country. Like the yeah. fans of the of the country where the football is played get less get less ability to watch half of the football than the rest of the yeah. world do. Why, why, yeah. why, and, and we don't want to go into this big, massive rant about football, but like, why should we all sit and have to spend 90 quid on 
BT Sport and Sky Sports and, and your full TV package to be able to watch football and get Amazon Prime and all that type of stuff when you literally should just be able to, like they did, like they did in lockdown, but yeah. reduce the price. Just be able to spend a certain fee to be able to watch every single game for yeah. your team or just put every game on. It doesn't need to be so difficult, like... How like you can't watch three o'clock games, but you can watch four blocks in the studio tell you when goals go in. Yeah, just put the games on and let people watch I, it. And then this is this is part of it. You you and then on like the game changes on Friday, so now people have plans now have to change everything or just don't go yeah. to the football because you're not you yeah. don't care about the fans. It's all about money. It's, it's yeah. baffling, mate. Boring. Less than less than a week's notice as well. It's it's ridiculous, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Um, and as always, the Clark's put in there, it does mean because it's earlier that, say, Foster and Taylor might have been fit for yeah. the original date, and now they might not be, so that might be a punishment. But I mean, we were on the joking when we said this isn't going to be an NFL and NBA one, but the, their model of watching sport is so good. You buy a season um, pass, and every game's there, and you just pick what you want. I, 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 I really think Premier League should do it. Premier League is powerful yeah. enough to, to run 100%. its own broadcast, surely. Yeah, so, but um, this is the thing, though. Like, Anybody could, you literally could do that so easily because, like you said, those models are there. Those models are there where fans pay a a set fee per month and they literally get to watch every single game because what they turn around and do is go, your fans are this sport, you can either come to this, because that's the thing as well, like they turn around and they give you this excuse of like, Oh, but it's all because we want to get fans in the stadium at three o'clock at Sellers Park. No, it isn't. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's not. Because no. you make you can make more money from television rights and things like that, and making yeah. people spend ninety quid on the whole package—it's ridiculous. Literally, yeah. honestly, mate, football. It might I've said it to you so many times, and it does me. I didn't talk about it, but like football is now so over commercialized that it takes the fun out of football. There's so much money in it and all this stuff with the European Super League and all that stuff that came out. It just makes football just... It, it doesn't just feel like Ronaldinho running through 10 players anymore and hitting one from outside box anymore. That's what it used yeah. to feel like. Now it just feels like so commercialised and corporate and I just think that's like that's not what football should be about. Yeah, I was saying this last week. It's like... I mean, the frustrating thing now is that we talk about referees well, we talk about matches, but you don't see skill anymore. No one ever talks about skill no. because if you do it, you're showboarding and it's not what we want. And football is becoming really sterile. I mean, the, the thing that I liked at the weekend, as you guys in the group chat know, is I was, I was watching Sunderland Newcastle on mm. Saturday. No VAR. It was brilliant. Yeah. It was Perfect. so good. It, it, was per- it was so good. There were, there were tackles flying in. The ref had full control of it. You could celebrate, not that I did because I'm I'm a neutral, but you could celebrate a goal because you knew if there wasn't a flag yeah, already, exactly. it wasn't going to be looked at. It was so good. And then obviously you're going back to to what we've got on next week and it's far and you can't celebrate and the Yeah, it's just getting, honestly, getting the calculators out to work out if someone's offside or not. But it's just focusing on the game. It is madness. Um it's the it's the notice period for me. It's less than a week to change it to there. It's it's so annoying. But mm-hmm. the game itself, it's a must win, isn't it? It's a must win. It's, be- it's becoming that way. It's becoming yeah. that way. And I think that's only down to ourselves because we've not picked up enough points. Um, if we can't win that game, 
I think we're in real trouble because then we're not yeah. chasing Forest, we're chasing Luton as well because they're already yeah. ahead of us. So they get further ahead of us. We don't then look like the team that's getting out of it. So yeah. I think it's a huge game, but I kind of... I'm in a position now where I'm kind of like, if we win, I'll go back to hoping and I'll do it every time because that's what we do with football fans. We support Burnley. Like, But it's getting to a point now where I'm a little bit like, if we win, amazing, and I'll dream again. But if we lose, it's already in my head that we could be playing championship football again next season. And I've kind of yeah. come round to that. So if it happens, it happens. And it is what it is. Yeah. But I would love to see us win. Because it gives us such a good chance of getting out of it. Yeah, it really does. It, I mean, it's a six-pointer, isn't it? It really mm-hmm. is. I know it's a cliche football, but it really is. And I think on Saturday, what we need is we just need to go for it. We need to... We need to... I mean, it's a, it's an easy thing to say, but we just need players to be on it. No mistakes, mm-hmm. focused, but, but attack them. We're, we're, we are better than them. They're playing to their mm-hmm. strengths, but technically we are a better team than them. Yeah. We finished miles ahead of them. We've got technically better players. There's no reason why we shouldn't. Um... But I guess we need the we need the turf to be roaring, and we need we need Burnley to just come out all guns blazing and, and just mm. go at it. I think it's not there's no point in us sort of sitting back or trying just just not lose. We have to win this game, and hopefully we will do. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a bit like you. I think I'm already in the we're down sort of camp mm-hmm. a little bit. But like when we win every weekend, I say we're going to qualify for the Champions League. We're a big win on Saturday. Um, then we've maybe got a little bit of a hope. But it's going to depend a lot on who's available. Um, if oh, yeah. the comments just come in there, if, if we haven't got Foster available again, who's going to play up front? There's no signings coming yet. So even if we signed, when would they When would they have to register to play on? Yeah, but on even if you bring Friday? them in, even if you bring them in, we've had, and again, it goes back to that side of the documentary was an amazing thing to happen for the club and it was brilliant to be able to see but now that's the transparency that the fans have that it takes a long time for people to fit the system. So whoever you bring in is is either system ready because they're absolutely fantastic and they're the perfect signing for Burnley or it takes time to integrate them in. So even if they do come in, are they coming in the best versions of themselves in that moment, fitting the system perfectly and knowing how we play, probably not because we've we signed Trezor who we thought would be like that and has struggled. Yeah. Like, so we 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 whoever you bring in, it doesn't mean that it solves the situation. It could actually have an adverse effect. Yeah, I mean, left back worries me if Charlie Taylor's not fit. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're, what we're doing then. Are we going to play Roberts there because Roberts has been linked to the move away as well? Abidel Um and as the comment said before, I think with the game being moved, there's possibly a chance that those two aren't available. I've not heard anything about their injuries. I don't know if you have you heard anything about them. No, or how long they expected to be out for? You'll probably hear on like Tuesday, Wednesday. You normally yeah. hear midweek, don't you? On like the midweek presses and things like that, that something will come out yeah. then. But it'd be devastating to not have them available. Um, I think it would be for Foster. What's that? Mean? It would be for Foster. Foster yeah. would be the, a massive yeah. loss because it, we just look so better when he's in the team. We really do. Um, yeah, it, we really do look more of a complete sort of unit when he's up front. Um, yeah, and, he, and he's slotted back in as if he's never been away. Um, I but think, I think um, in testament to his character as well, though, like you know, his ability to um, 
come back from his adversity and come and come back firing and looking fired yeah. up is amazing. Yeah. It's testament yeah. to him. And I thought, you know, we probably we probably won't talk about it for too long, but I thought the ITV in the studio stuff at the end was absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely, yeah. Categorically, in a, I know they're in a world where people have different opinions, but there's certain opinions that you just don't like. It, it has an adverse effect. You're not you're not spreading any positivity. What you're effectively saying is, I wouldn't do what you do. I would go yeah. away with my country. You shouldn't stay at Burnley and play football. Yeah. Why? The club's yeah. been the one that's helping him through it. And how can you sit there and judge another player on their experiences without going through it yourself? You don't know yeah. how you don't know whether his issues are back in South Africa. You don't know any of this. Yeah, exactly. So you can't I sit think... on national television and put your two pens in and explain why a player should go on international duty without knowing anything about the story. So Yeah. You have the two more. you have the two contrast, didn't you? You had one of the pundits, well not I think everyone knows who we're talking about. We had one of the pundits who was completely right, saying that he's, he's familiar, he's mm. with familiar ground of people who are helping him stuff. And then the other one, um, saying the complete opposite. I, I, yeah, he did drop the ball there, I think. I mean, he's someone who puts football above everything else. Um, yeah. I, I, I tweeted this out, I don't. There's, there's far more important things than football. Um, and I just think he got it massively wrong there. If he, if he lives his life where football is everything, Fair mm. enough, but it's not for everybody. So you, he's got no right to cast aspersions and say that you, you should be doing this for your country. No. It, it and the way, things, it was almost it? like the way he put it across as well. Like he put it across like, I would, I would do this, and you're doing this, and it's the wrong thing to do. That's yeah, not exactly. Yeah. Like the other pundit, and I don't know why we're not saying names. Um, Karen Kearney. Karen Kearney, yeah. literally. Turned round. Was it Karen Kearney? It was Karen Kearney, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 She literally just turned around and she was like, listen, he's been in an awful situation. Nobody should want to go through it. And nobody will want him to have gone through it. Every single person at Burnley Football Club has been there to help support him. Everyone said this. And we are literally, we're literally in a situation where we're saying, listen, these people have helped you. This is your familiar surrounding now. You're coming back to fitness in yourself in that sense but up here as well you've had these people supporting you with that so why then would then ian then turn around and go actually i think he's completely wrong i think you should go away and play football with south africa and if you do decide to stay at burnley don't play why why would you yeah, not play yeah. you need fitness and you need to get match fitness he's come back from an awful situation if that helps him feel better why would you then knock him and make him feel like that's the wrong thing to do when it isn't? Whatever decision yeah. he makes, you back it 110%. If he'd have gone to AFCON, yeah. I'd have said the exact same thing. I'd have said he yeah. needed to do it for him because it's his decision. Yeah. But so, I mean, I don't know why ITV felt the need to, to mention it anyway. All they had to say was he's yeah. just come back from a layoff. That's literally all they need to say instead of going into it. But um, we, I'm glad, he's, I'm glad he's staying. I'm glad he's looking like yeah. he's got the help he needs and he's through it. Um, I know it'll be an ongoing battle for him, but hopefully he knows that Burnley are behind him and uh, we benefit from him being with us if he's fit and not injured now, because mm. that, that that would be devastating. Um, we'll start uh, wrapping it up because um, we've done 58 minutes. Um, 
this is exhausting. So yes, we do want Joe back because this is uh, really exhausting. Do I have used the word aspersions? If I said deluge, I can't remember it, but it's uh, you do get big words from me. Um, I have um, been swatting up on my dictionary to make sure that I come across as professional as possible for this podcast. Um, anything you want to add um, other than we need to win on Friday? Just you know, we'll 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 back the club until until we die, but. It's not. It hasn't been. Uh, it hasn't been the same season as last season, where we were on cloud nine the whole time. And it's not been like seasons in the past where you've had an up and down season. Like it has. It has been an overall pretty poor season from us. But I still believe that we can get out of it. I still think that we. Um, I still think that we can. We can turn it around. And I do think that these players are getting better in the system. And I do think that there is potential of the second half of the season being a totally different story to the first. But I just hope that mountain is not too hard to climb now. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I agree. Um, although I'm slightly more that I think we are possibly down. But I'm ever the optimist. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll call that a day. Um, I feel like Jeff Stelling. Um, <laughs> you're, my, you're, you're Chris Kamara to my Jeff Stelling. We're a dream oh, team. I love that. I'll we've be coming any day. Yeah, we've got through it. Um, let us know in the comments if you want Joe back. I, I think I think we do just to take the pressure off me. But in terms of production value, I think it's been slick. I think we've done I, right. I think I think we've done well, mate. Yeah, I think yeah. we've done well. So, and hopefully, um, you've all enjoyed. Yeah, hopefully, you've all enjoyed it. Um, and uh, sorry if I didn't get through everyone's comments, but um. Yeah, it's mental. Uh, there's lots of them. So thanks for your engagement. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. We will um yeah, thanks to yeah. Joel would be like a proud dad. I'm sure he I'm sure he would be, and I'm sure he'd appreciate um you thinking he's that old. Um <laughs> thanks for coming on. I'm I, I think Joel's probably gonna be doing a pre-game, but if not, I'm sure he'll let you know. But we'll definitely be doing a full-time show after Luton, where hopefully we can spread positivity after picking up three points and a massive step towards survival. Thanks for coming on, Sam. Thanks for your comments, everybody. Up the Clarets. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.